Welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast, episode 10. In this episode, I get to talk with Natalie Hall, who is a qualified hypnotherapist, strategy life coach, NLP trainer, and a quantum healing hypnosis therapy practitioner trained by Dolores Cannon. We explore how do you achieve transformation in your life? How can you maintain high vibration and positive states during this time of massive change and uncertainty? All this and more in this week's episode of the Choosing Happy podcast. Welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast and this week I have the delight and pleasure to chat with Natalie Hall. As well as having amazing energy and presence, Natalie is a qualified hypnotherapist, strategic life coach, NLP trainer and a quantum healing hypnosis therapy practitioner and she trained with Dolores Cannon. One of the wonderful things about her website, it has a nice quote, empower yourself and be happy, which is perfect for this podcast. Now, I met Natalie a few years ago on an NLP training with Sue Knight, and I was immediately struck by her serenity and her professionalism. Today, she's joined me to talk about all things mind, body, spirit, planet and universe. Hello and welcome, Natalie. Hi there, Heather. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. Could you tell us more about yourself, what you do, who you help, and how you yes. help them? Yeah, so as you've, um, as you said, it was the, the start of my journey was um, very much in hypnotherapy, and it's where I am now as well. Um, but the NLP um, was very dynamic, and that conversational approach um, has really helped my clients. I tend to have attracted uh, people that wanted some form of anxiety relief initially and, and confidence. Maybe they'd had some habits that they're aware of that they wanted to address and, and phobias, unusual fears. And all of those methods are working very nicely um, with those so-called issues. And that's kind of um, the attitude I had early days. I went on to qualify in life coaching and then to uh, into strategic intervention the Anthony Robbins method and so my learnings have evolved through my client sessions and also further training so in in the strategic intervention I found that I could help people um, more in relationship dynamics um, not only other people but myself I was single for many many years and uh, through that knowledge and understanding of the human needs that are driving behaviors um, and also with the NLP knowledge, sort of combining that, I realized that I could better um, ascertain what somebody else's needs were and, um, and have a deeper understanding. So that worked really well, sort of working in, um, working with people in the, the realm of relationships, not only love relationships, but business dynamics and, and the people that they work with and um, socially. So I enjoyed all of that. And then actually one day I spoke to my mother and she said that she had this gardener that said to her, you should look into Dolores Cannon. And with that, I did. And then I discovered more about quantum. Now, quantum is quite a broad scope, <laughs> a very large lens you'd need for that one, because um, I believe that 
we have this conscious mind, if I can give you a, a, an analogy, um, the conscious mind thinks it's sort of running the show and with the steering wheel and chucking back commands into the back of the truck where the lower levels of the subconscious are. And that part is just dealing with programs. Um, it does love us. It's, it's going to do anything that we've trained it to do, whatever we've given importance to, whatever we've sort of repeated, sort of becomes a program. Um, and at that level, we can make a lot of changes in NLP and in advanced hypnotherapy. However, with quantum healing hypnosis, it takes it a stage further in that somebody will typically come along, if I outline the session, and they talk about themselves for an hour and a half or so. And, um, and then there's this unique induction that happens. And um, we're ma we manage to connect with higher levels of the subconscious that some could call the oversoul, the higher self or universe or the universal mind that seems to be wiser. It's always um, guiding us through our, our feelings. And I, I understood from that point that it's not just going, for, it's not just a case of going from negative to positive um, to help us feel better, to be happy. It's, um, it's actually embracing a larger lens. And if we can take a broader scope on what's going on uh, and get a deeper understanding of why we're here, what we're here for, our purpose, um, I can get many people's questions answered in that session. Um, so that was, that's been really interesting. I've, done, I've been facilitating the, the QHHT for about 10 years now, but hypnotherapy and NLP since 2004 until now to this day. And all the real change really is, or, or is the sh we either have a short version or a long version of change. And the same change can happen through whichever door someone comes through. Um, but I tend to say to people, um, choose the session that you feel most drawn to. And um, yeah, so my, my knowledge has evolved through the years as well with all of these different methods. And I, I, I realized early on that the narrative we repeat, whether that's inside our own heads or from the outside in our environment, including the media, influence our beliefs, um, affect how we feel. And beliefs feel real, but they're not. They can change. So um, it's facts that tend to stay the same. But all energy shifts and moves. However, it's my belief that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. I'm sure we've all heard that saying, and that we're meant to learn, evolve, and evolve from our experiences. Focus has a direct impact on our feelings, and our feelings affect our actions. Our actions determine our results. However, what we are really talking about here is simply thought. So quite often, the problem is in our thinking. So when it comes to being happy, if we change the way we think, we change the way we feel. When we connect to the space between our thoughts, that is where the real wisdom lies. So whether that be in a, a meditative space or usually when we're not busy, that's where ideas can manifest or, or come into our awareness. And so creativity can channel through. And also our true authenticity can become more familiar to us in that space between thoughts. So I realise we live in a world of overload and overwhelm of information. And it's simply not more of anything that we need. It's probably less. So I had all of this information, all of my clients' information and the stories they bring to session. But I realise that most of us were born with much of what we need as babies. We were born 
very simple, totally present, joyful, not because of what we had or what we needed. Um, we just had this simple inner joy, peace, bliss, unconditional love. And as I think the shamans have said, we were born like a ray of pure light. And we've walked a long journey away from that truth in a spiral going outwards. And the solution is to come back to the core truth of who we really are when we trust our navigation in terms of walking towards what feels good. We can't go far wrong. So that is always an inside job. So I've taken further trainings in NLP and just sort of developed a lot of my um, knowledge there. And I found there's some advances where the focus is not so much on more of anything that we may need um, in solving anything, not even goal setting. It's simply about resetting. So letting go of what no longer serves us. It's, it's about simplifying, coming back to the core. So um, I believe we live in a world where the universe is for us, not against us. And uh, most of our experiences can often act like a mirror to what we need to work on, whether that is in something that triggers us or in something that we sort of identify as being something that we love. So even low moods, pain, illness, emotions, events that may have knocked us, they're all simply messengers that something needs to be looked at differently. And NLP offers us a broader lens. So perspective is important there is usually a positive intent underlying perceived negative emotions and the positive intent can be met with more congruency within these methods. So what I've liked is working a long session, which is QHHT and many people go into a past life there for four hours. But what I really enjoy is when people come for an NLP session um, and then that might just be an hour session, but they connect to that space where their creativity or their intuition lies and, and, and they get a real sort of, benefit from that to, to actually connect with that positive intent that lies beneath any perceived issues. I've probably rambled on a bit there, Heather. <laughs> no, no, that's Did that absolutely, make sense? It, it made complete sense. And um, for someone who's really not not connected with my NLP for the last 12 months, not, not in a, mm. in a, um, a coaching sense, because I've been coaching more from a, a marketing perspective so more of less less coaching and more consultancy really rather yes. than coaching um so it it just reminds me why i have stayed passionate about nlp because i know a lot of nlp practitioners who who become spiritual move mm. away because um they feel that nlp is a a formal mental process whereas you know, NLP for me has always just been, not just, it's been a very powerful tool which you apply to your life. And, and even um, the presuppositions of NLP have really a very spiritual bent if you look at them in terms of seeing other people's model of the world. So it's, yeah. it's fascinated me that um, I, I've seen at least three people move away from NLP quite vehemently you know Ooh. and and, it, and it's interesting I've always seen it as a doorway to other things especially Ooh. for people who are, are very logical I mean I came from a, an IT background uh, before I started training in NLP and it 
it was that doorway to to opening into more spiritual things. I, I trained with Tad James, so mm. uh, he uses Huna as a backdrop to his NLP. So that spirituality wow. is always there. So it fascinates mm-hmm. me that that people reject that on mm. the basis of of yes. opening into more, as you say. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. So, sorry, just Heather, carry on. So yes, I was just saying. So it was really fascinating to hear your journey into to quantum healing, into spirituality, into working with the universe, and then coming back and retraining in NLP as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It just um, some the work that I tend to be doing has evolved from the habits, the phobias. Um, anxiety is still very much, um, especially with what's going on in the world at the moment, is something that I specialize in. However, that as you said, um, you know that the spiritual—it's it, not about learning anything. It's just about connecting um, with ourselves more authentically, and uh, it's not about you know how many books that we read on any given subject. A lot of the solution is—I know it probably sounds a little bit cheesy, but it is the space between thoughts. And when we sort of reset ourselves. Um, not by applying more information, but just slowing down and maybe doing less, we give ourselves more chance to to listen to the inspiration that can come from the inside. And so the recent sessions, um, just drawing on those, um, I love working with the all sorts of ages. I, I, I work with male and female, younger and older. Um, but I seem to have um, a lot of uh, the young women at the moment um, and some, a lot of them seem to be very disillusioned in life, um, all sorts of traumas, sadly. Um, however, when we work with something that's called the neurological levels of change, that can become so enlightening for the person because um, they can be very aware of the environments that trigger them, the, the behaviours, the um, not really drawing so much on capabilities and skills. Uh, they'll have certain beliefs and those beliefs will make them feel a certain way. And But when they really truly connect with the truth of who they are um, and when they realise what's how they connect to the greater system, what's outside of themselves, that is such a wonderful um, ability and my job is to help them get more familiar with that and to bring that through and that always transforms beliefs and values and skills and behaviors and environments um so i i I actually love working with identity with purpose um regardless of which session someone comes to see me for so that seems to be the theme um, that i like to work with is uh, life transitions identity you know no more playing small more sort of embracing um, the greatness of who we really are and not so much being influenced by the outside I think the main focus is on the inside bringing the inside out rather than the outside in because especially with um, media that's bought and paid for listening to the same repetitious um, narrative, it directly has an influence on everything goes into the subconscious. And if you listen to it enough, it, feel, it, you know, it, it feels real, but where's the solution? Uh, I believe the solution is um, navigating more 
from the inside, as I said, from the inside out and chartering your route and recognizing your own navigation system is your own internal feelings and having less noise can actually help you identify with your real self, with your own creativity, with whatever the um, the wisest part of you um, wants to give you, wants to give you in terms of ideas or solutions. But the answers always lie within. We're, we're more powerful than we actually believe, is what I believe. Oh, massively, massively. Um, <laughs> I've, I've spent the last it's four years now living on my own after my mm. parents passed so yeah. when you suddenly find yourself along with yourself a lot yes. there as you say there's two two voices there's the loud voice of um your internal chatter yes. which is often influenced by external um in terms of media in terms of people around you and yes. then there's a quiet voice and spending more time with the quiet voice is so mm. empowering and one of my focuses at the moment is learning to work with energy for myself in terms of um like showing up for the podcast you know having your yes. energy and your state right and again state and energy is, is something that's covered in nlp as well yes. um and it is it's it's been a, a huge transformation in my life to spend more time in the inner rather than the outer and as you say right now i think that makes a massive difference i i notice um a shift depending on what i'm allowing in mm. and where my my energy is coming from is it coming from outside or from inside yes and uh, there is just so much fear and negativity in the programming out there at the moment um that you know i, I would just recommend everyone take uh, for instance on saturdays i don't even switch on the wi-fi mm. until about three o'clock in the afternoon and that's a conscious decision because that gives me time to to reconnect with you know old things like cds and books and yes <laughs> going for walks and, yeah exactly so um, yeah it just makes i think it is so important right now um yes. with where we are to yeah. spend that time with the inner i agree yeah yeah so um that's what i find as well is uh to to unplug as it were to to walk out in nature. I, I had a, a very strong insight five years ago after my parents passed, actually. Um, well, my mother passed, uh, my father passed quite a long time ago, but um, I had this insight that I needed to be by the coast. So I just followed that insight and it took about nine months to find the right coast for me. And because I was connecting all the way with how I felt, I'd had this um, image, it was a very simple image in my mind when I had this insight um, just before she, my mother passed of cancer. And I just saw myself having a cappuccino, sitting at the beach outside a cafe with my two dogs. And um, 
I thought, I think that's the English coast as I looked at this vision inside my head. But that's the English coast because I've got jeans and a shirt on. It doesn't look particularly hot as such. Yeah. So uh, when when I found the exact um, the exact cafe, uh, the exact spot, the shirt that I had on, the jeans that I had on at the time, the two dogs with me that I have and and the cappuccino, I just got this goose bumps all over me. And it's what we call truth bumps. And I thought... Yeah. Without, you know, as I said, it took me, I wasn't wearing jeans and shirts for the nine months that I was looking for properties by the coast, but I went from the Kent coast to Brighton and I was resisting where I am in um, Westbourne in Bournemouth um, because it's just that bit further away from, from London. And uh, when I finally thought, oh, I'll have a look there, um, and that happened, I had this sort of, I don't know what they call it, the Satori moment. I thought, this is it. This is the area I'm meant to look in. And so that was me navigating from the inside out. I've never doubted the the stronger insights that happen, but they the only time they would, I wish they'd happen more, but maybe I'm not slowing down enough. But they, when I get a really strong insight, it's usually once I've slowed down and uh, annoyingly, being a hypnotherapist, I started to get insomnia for for the last year or so. And I realized I've been too busy. And so 3 a.m. was my wake up call to, have these insights come through <laughs> when I recognized <laughs> that I thought right okay I've got to make a pact with myself I've got to allow I've got to practice what I preach and start the day with that quiet space and uh, I already knew that I could go for a walk in the afternoon and uh, we've got lots of greenery here and, and the beach but um, it was that morning that seemed to be important to me to learn to connect then to just take it slow in the morning not turn anything on and just start the day in the right way for me and then I started to sleep and obviously you know every so-called issue underlying that issue is a positive intent so the positive intent there for me not sleeping is you know you need to just slow down you need to just connect and um, listen and uh, obviously that works but if we're busy being busy and we, we've got noise all the time we've the TV, music, whatever it is, um, just stuff. There's just so much. It's like information overload. How can we navigate ourselves when, when we're doing all of that? So, um, yeah, practicing what I preach along the way as I, as I learn is um, definitely helpful. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I have a, a morning routine and Do I you? just... Yeah, I know it's the difference between the the days I meditate and have that quiet time and the days that I don't. Mm. And it's always that that wonderful quote of if you don't have time to do ten minutes of meditation, then do an hour. So, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> and it, it's absolutely it is so true because yeah. I find the more that I do that, the more I get done anyway, which is kind of magical. It's that <laughs> um, fallacy of time, isn't it? <laughs> So yes, in terms, in terms of um, what's happening in the world now, um, mm -hmm. are you getting any? How do I ask this? Is the nature of the concerns that people are coming to you with is that changing? What's interesting is I seem to attract attract. Um, different um I don't know what to call it 
different clientele for NLP and hypnotherapy as I do for the quantum healing hypnosis therapy. As I said earlier, quantum healing hypnosis therapy is different in terms of, I will answer your question Heather, but if I if I just explain a little bit okay. of background, quantum healing hypnosis therapy, people come an hour and a half, talk about themselves, we have this induction, and then it's over to them, 90% comes from them. And through the process, the subconscious, their subconscious at a higher level, a wiser level, um, can be named many different things. Um, doesn't care what we call it, by the way. It just uh, it just knows knows everything there is to know about us, knows why we're here and what we came here to do. When we connect with that part, it quite often shows the person a past life. Or it's funny that you mentioned time earlier, Heather. Um, sometimes I'm not even sure where we're looking. It could be a parallel dimension or even a future scenario. Um, it could even be a metaphor, and it, it shows the person that in terms of they can discover something that is that's still triggering them to this day that had its seed planted in a past life experience and then we shine the light of awareness onto that and it releases the emotional charge or it could be that the, their subconscious chooses to show them something where they're super resourceful or powerful and it reminds them of just how powerful they are it could show them a life without a body um, quite a quantum experience a universal experience and then that quite often is showing them, you know, that we're far more than we give ourselves credit for. Um, you know, um, we're far more than that. And that's really lovely when that happens. And then they would have typically, the, the client would have typically brought along five or six life questions for me to ask their subconscious. So the actual past life regression, as it were, forms is a little bit like a bedtime story to a child. We need to go through something, any story, and to be quite honest, it doesn't matter what it is, in order to connect with those higher levels of wisdom that we all have, uh, we could call it collective consciousness, universal mind. And then I ask the questions and then the, the, the client, uh, the, the subconscious speaks through them and answers those questions. And some sort of energy work happens in that session. Um, nine times out of 10, everyone feels that um, it's some sort of energy that's coming through that, and Quite often the subconscious will, um, at those high levels, will advise the client, if there's one thing I've heard more than anything else, is that they need to meditate, um, they need to speak their truth, they need to um, believe in themselves, um, and that they already know all of this anyway. They just need to do it. <laughs> so it's definitely connecting with the inside. Those people, the reason I gave you the preamble on that is those people that come for those sessions seem to be more aware. Um, and they don't like what's being projected onto us, what's being enforced onto us, what's the narrative that's going on at the moment. Um, some of them are affected in a negative way by it. And people that... <laughs> that can access, and that, I suppose that's the beauty of QHHT is that it can give the person a realization that we're, that this is almost like a pantomime, it's not even real. And when you can, and we've all got this fancy dress on, if you like, um, and we're playing a role, we're playing a part, and we've got this cast of characters, the people in our life that's that's around us. And even if it can give us more humor in that this, is, this isn't even real, um, that can lighten the load. So after the session, people tend to say that they feel lighter, more expansive. Um, 
And then with the alternatively with NLP and advanced hypnotherapy and, and the transformational life coaching that I do, they can quite often at the end of all of it, they might not have such a story, if you like, they're not going to have a past life regression, but we can still get to the to much the same perspective. More often than not, that will they will say that they feel lighter. I love it. When I hear that, I know it's those simple words that I know where 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 we need to be. So they say they feel lighter, they feel more in control, in charge. They want to they want to do more things that are good for them. Take action, make um, emotional well being their top priority, and um, more and more people are coming away from the need to be led. More and more people are waking up. There's this shift that's going on um, that we're far more powerful. That we don't need to buy into any narrative than what we want to give ourselves um, and quite often it is in the simplifying it's just turning off the corporate paid media and you know um, what I've noticed actually is a lot of people that are aware of um, the truth of what is going on or what they believe to be the truth of what's going on because really ultimately who does know that the, the real truth it, it's all perception really um, they realize that um, just simplifying and just turning off and leading a, a different way of life, we, we do actually have a choice. We don't need to be led. We can make a choice for ourselves for the good, and that can actually improve the quality of life. So it, it's about developing these ideas that come from the inside um, that I believe is the most powerful thing that we can do for ourselves and not buying into the fear. Um, so I dip into what's being said now and again, but ultimately, if it's not making me feel good, I'm not going to do much of it. And I think that needs to be a good barometer. Um, and maybe we're not get, meant to get the full story. I don't know. But um, what I do know is that you can think yourself well, or you can think yourself ill. And stress is the number one cause of illness and um, mental health issues. So the more we can do that serves us in a way that makes us feel good, it makes sense that the immune system is gonna be stronger, um, we're gonna feel more in charge, we're gonna be able to help ourselves. So it just makes more sense to me, that's my choice. Um, and people, I don't project my beliefs um, into an actual session, but what I like to be is the catalyst. So, um, so I'm simply the catalyst of somebody else discovering their own truth as opposed to some other agenda or narrative that's being projected onto the masses. Um, and that's all my wish is, is that people identify with the truth of who they really are and um, start to lead themselves. I think that's powerful. Definitely. Um, it's, it's almost that taking back responsibility for your thoughts and for what you allow in and where yeah. you choose to be guided from yeah absolutely yeah so um i think that more and more people are, are doing that <laughs> that's, that's good news <laughs> <laughs> there's an awakening as they say that's happening and i think it's going to be a beautiful place once we start to pick up that momentum that i absolutely do believe is going to happen for for the good of us, um, but ultimately it is a choice. If if we can take a balanced approach and 
you know, look after ourselves, our own mental health, our own well-being, take responsibility, do whatever feels good and just do more of it. It's going to help us. You know, if you want to dip into the narrative, we can, but too much of anything isn't so good. So um, if it's not making us feel well, so uh, balance and um, what was the other word I was thinking the other day? Um, oh, I can't think. But anyway, it's uh, having more of a balanced focus is going to help in these times. Yeah, I, th- I think that's sometimes a challenge and as much of uh, there are things that I believe personally that we need to be aware of in, in order to prepare ourselves just practically mm. um so for instance the you know, the potential for the financial system to collapse and hyperinflation mm. and, and what that's going to mean um later in the year you know and very soon and mm. in terms of food shortages and prices of things obviously mm. we already can see that oil for instance is starting to go through the roof so mm. if for instance you your heating is oil generated as mine is to to buy it now and not wait until winter when i may mm. not be able to afford it you know depending on how extortionate the prices get so yeah, yeah. so there's kind of that balance because that's not things like that aren't being shown to us so you do mm. have to go to those who are of truthers if you like um mm. sometimes to to get that information yeah yeah um so there there is a, a balance and as you say it's it's that ability to pull back before you go too down too far down mm. that dark route oh definitely yeah because there's a lot of no matter what someone pers- thinks that they know or or don't know if it's if it's information that's um fear-mongering that that's not good it's not good for for our well-being at all so that's why I'm saying discernment balance that kind of thing and just just taking care of yourself and if there's something you know you can help yourself like what, what you were saying Heather um and just put that into motion make make it happen so that you feel comfortable uh, I think that I do think that's important but you know it also makes me think about in quantum physics they tell us that everything is energy everything is vibrations this is this is a fact so it makes sense if we're energetic beings then by and low moods is lowering our frequency no wonder people get ill when they are in a low mood and they don't see with that broader scope that i was talking about earlier but if we raise our vibration raise our frequency we can have an immune system that works we can connect with our inner wisdom we can enjoy life more fully uh, so that raising of the frequency is actually really important for buying into fear what's really sad is at the moment there's there's a lot of different beliefs that are, seem to be becoming stronger and stronger on in, in many ways we've got you know truthers and then there's people that believe what's being projected and, and said and it is about, I think, just stepping out of so much of that and just having the, the simplicity of thinking, I need to raise my vibration. How can this happen? When do I feel good? What kind of things make me feel good? How could I look at this in a, in a positive perspective? You know, I, personally, I believe that 
everything is happening for us, not to us. So if we can just prepare a, you know, a few things to keep ourselves well, um, but keep our our vision on this is this is happening for us. You know, what can I do to to increase my my frequency? Is there anything that has become a bit stale in life? Do I want to update how I work? Do I want to update my relationships? Grow them? Develop these relationships? We've got an opportunity right now to to make any changes that are going to lead us to feel feel better. And as we all start to do that, I believe that's when the shift occurs. There's this tipping point where things start to get on that even keel, where there's a there's a brighter future ahead. Personally, I intuit we've got another couple of years of um, just going through this where more and more facts come to light and more and more people find their way, their own way. That's very powerful because the, the podcast is Choosing Happy and, and the, the reason I chose that is I actually chose it about three years ago before all this happened and I didn't feel motivated to put it out at the time but I, I, I held on to the com- concept about about building our own internal resilience and about making the choices as you say that that keep us vibrating mm. at a higher level and that are joyful so how do you do it personally what do you do or well, in coaching you're, you will know Heather we've got towards goals and away from goals and just being aware that I'm more orientated as an away from goal (laughs) orientation unfortunately that means I might be aware of what I don't like in how I feel at any given time but the the difference is I can identify that more easily more quickly so that I can adjust what I'm doing and as I said earlier it might be that I need to be doing less so I need to simplify with my diary. I, I, I typically don't book lots of people into any particular day. I, I like to have a breather between. I like to go for my walks in between client sessions. I like to be able to take a slower approach, I think, not be so rushed. I think I've got personally quite a fast I don't know what to call it. I speak quite fast. I walk quite fast. I I seem to know what needs to happen in any particular day. So the challenge I have is just to slow down. And probably why I said all that I said at the beginning was because it's something that I identified I needed as well, is just to, to simplify, to slow down, to actually do less, to reset. And and quite often that I reset best in nature. So that was one of the reasons I moved to the coast. I seem to really get a lot from being outside. Sometimes I just want more greenery. Other times I want the ocean. But I feel that I connect and there's a a consciousness that's all around me. And when I walk, I don't listen. I love music. There's a time and a place for music in my day, normally at home. But when I'm walking, I like the silence and the connection with nature. And quite often that's when I might have what I perceive to be a really good idea. Or it might be just a case that I've sort of debunked what's happened in sessions and I just sort of let it go. And then I reset myself whilst I'm whilst I'm relaxing, whilst I'm walking. So I'm not a jogger. I'm definitely a plodder. <laughs> <laughs> and that seems to help me personally. 
And I have to say, I'm, I mean, I'm in that's the remotest village in England and surrounded by however hundreds of thousands of hectares of, of forests. So, oh, wonderful. Um, and I, I see now why I was drawn to be here. I mean, it was no accident. I do believe I was destined to be here. So I've been here for four years now. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, nature gives us a lot. That's why I'm very saddened when they you know, when they build on green spaces, it's so, it's so precious. There's so much consciousness within everything, the air around us, the trees, the earth. If we get rid of all of that, then it's, it's going to be a sorry state of affairs. And just even yeah. with all the Wi-Fi and the 5G, just absolute. it's the absolute opposite of connecting to that, to that oneness that is all around us I, I strongly believe it is about the resetting the simplifying I just come back to that time and time again that is the that is the solution yeah. for me um, there's other things I do at home as well that seems to help and um, after I've been facilitating all sorts of different sessions for this for the deck the NLP life coaching advanced hypnotherapy or QHHT cooking seems to ground me as well I quite like cooking so <laughs> Um, I'm a baker. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> just you can just lose yourself in in the in the cooking where I'm not in my head. I'm just. It's all about the the outside of what's inside of me at that point. It's like, oh, what's going to taste nice? I'm going to put that with that, and totally present. It's about being present. I think is uh, mm, and the, the, and the physicality of, of of preparing. I think for cooking as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that brings me some joy. Uh, as well and uh, now and again reading something that inspires me usually it's in the realm of what we already do the, the NLP the hypnotherapy the life coaching but I, I think when you find your passion it, it, that tends to not die and it just keeps going and uh, I can still get really excited I, I still do even this morning um, I, I do love doing that I, like to, I think I like to read in the morning when there's been less business going on and then it's about those quiet times, those, those space between the thoughts that I really enjoy later on between client sessions. That's what I like. Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> um, just, uh, I suppose this might take us in a little bit of a different direction, but Dolores talks about the new earth. Mm. And what's, what's your take on that? Is that where we're at at the moment? Is that the transition we're working toward? I do know that this has been prophesized not just by Dolores um, and in actual fact she wasn't a prophesizer she basically drew on all of her knowledge through her client session experiences if I can give you the analogy of the subconscious is like in my mind it's like a, an upturned pyramid the small section is just dealing with programs which is basically whatever we've repeated and it's become habit and we're operating at those lower levels quite often between the conscious ego mind and those just automatic programs. The thing is, it's not so fulfilling when we're just running on programs. But if we quieten our minds, that, that conscious chitter chatter, if we learn to sort of start to tame that, to, to train it, to quieten down. And that's going to be through things like meditation, walking, finding your way could be Tai Chi. Everyone's got their own preference we start to connect with those higher levels of the subconscious that I feel ruled now and are absolutely huge because at some point this energy of this higher levels of the subconscious connects with all that there is. 
And I think that we are actually downloading much more of our higher selves right now. And we have been for a number of years now. So I think what the new world will look like is less of the corporate owned media narrative and profiteering corporations, pharmaceutical industries, um, that kind of thing. And I think it is going to be the theme of what we've been discussing today. It's just going to be a bit more, a lot more simplified. It's not going to be so money driven. It's going to be more about this connection, this respect for one another, that we're all one. You know, these were all concepts many years ago that um, we might have read about and got the idea of. But I think this is a time of fully integrating, fully actualizing. Thank you, Natalie. Um, have you any final thoughts that you might want to leave us with? Yeah, um, I think uh, to keep perspective on what an ideal world would look like for you, to to always remember the answer is always love. This seems to be um, a time where many people are feeling fear. I'd like to turn that on its head and just be able to identify in one another that we're all really much the same and look to connect with one another, to understand one another, to support one another, to love and respect one another, allow this time, this shift to be one that is based on love, truth, unity, um, what's, you know, do, do well by doing good, basically. And if you do have a passion, a burning desire or a repetitious thought, take notice of it. Is this a time to do things differently, whether it be in your relationships, your, you know, how to grow and evolve together to, to love one another more deeply? Is it a time to grow your own um, well-being, look after yourself? Is it a time to do something that you've always thought about doing in terms of work or hobby or a sideline, something that you could at least explore maybe not with having all, all the answers straight away, first of all, but being prepared to at least look at something differently that could be enjoyable for you, could be good for others. And I think going forwards, leading from a place of love is the best way we have to go forwards and to look for your own truth, always the inside out rather than the outside in. And I think that the world will be a much better place once we start to do that. What's normally good for all is good for us as well, and vice versa. Very true, very true. And how will people get in contact with you? The best way to get in contact with me um, is my email. I'm in the process of building a new website at the moment, but it'd be the same domain name. The email is natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, at natalie, the same again, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, hyphen. So that's the middle slash bar, the minus sign, 
Hall, H-A-L-L.com, Natalie at Natalie-Hall.com, and the website is Natalie-Hall.com. Brilliant. I'll put those in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for agreeing to talk today. It's been fascinating and wonderful as usual. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Heather. Bye. Bye. Bye for now.